it right here. I'ma talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real quick. Cause it's an A talk. And I'ma talk about it. Yeah, cause it's an A talk. And I'ma talk about it. And welcome to the Tanae Talks podcast, the podcast that educates and entertains, the podcast where you come to laugh and, of course, learn. I am your host, Tanae, and I have an exciting episode today. Um, it is called Reign Supreme with Homecoming Queens. It is a series, and our first Yes, it will be Miss Nia McNeil hailing from Sugarland, Texas, the sweetest city. She is the 91st homecoming queen and queen to represent the Prairie View A&M University. And before we get into it, I want to let you know that this show is powered by HBCU only. They are raising the bar in HBCU celebration. So go on and head over to HBCUonly.com and go ahead and check them out. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Miss Nia. Not only does she hail from Sugarland, Texas, the sweetest city, as she told me, she is also brilliant. She is a computer science major at Prairie View A&M University, where she is a junior. She is in the Honor Society of Phi Eta Sigma, and she is also in the National Society of Black Engineers, NSBE. I know that well. Several of my friends are a part of that, and she believes in using your voice to nurture your confidence, and she's letting the people at Prairie View know, all those students know, that our past allows us to have access for the future. So without further ado, welcome Miss Nia McNeil. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. This is so exciting and I can't wait to get into the conversation. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for agreeing to be on the show. In honor of you and Prairie View, I found the only purple that I had in the house. I love it, it though. <laughs> it's fitting. It's it's my uh, choir shirt at church. And then I wore my queen. I don't know if you can see. I wore my queen earrings. Oh, those are cute. I like them. Because I all hail to the queen. I wrote you a little song. Oh, I want to hear it. You want to hear it? Yes. You may have heard it before. <laughs> She's your queen at PV. Yes. A queen with direction to fuel your royal fire. That's for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You are welcome. So I wanted to give my audience a little background of Homecoming Queens at HBCUs, because this is the podcast that not only educates, but entertains, but educates as well. And I, I found a quote from Dale Williams. He's the founder of the Leadership for Queens, which is um, focuses on men mentorship and professional growth for HBCU Queens. He said, uh, it's just as important as having a college band or cheerleaders. It identifies our standards of beauty and um, Dale was also the reigning homecoming queen of college queen from 1992 to 1993 at, from Tennessee State University. It says, she says, quote, you can't compare us to Miss America and Miss USA for we were established on our campuses showing you that academia was important. So 
she's basically saying that the college queens for HBCU was not just about your aesthetic, but it was also about your brain. So brains and beauty. What do you think about that? I mean, with my university, we had, from my experience, the 54th scholarship pageant. So that was where we were able to award the recipient from when they won the crown that you were able to have scholarship because of your academics. And we also have guidelines and requirements to be able to uphold the crown because you're a student leader. So you should be a student leader in every aspect. So somebody that has a good GPA, social skills, just an overall well-rounded person. And I believe 100% that that's what a queen exhibits is somebody that is able to uphold um, good grades and um, a good representation for the university. I love that. I read that you are a fifth generation Prairie View attendee. Oh my God, what a what a powerful legacy. How does that impact you as being the 91st uh, Miss Prairie View A&M University? So honestly, when I picked PV, they didn't even know it went back that far. <laughs> but when I picked PV and um, even decided to run for Prairie View, for Miss Prairie View, it made people start talking. It was like, oh, you know, this person is connected to this person and and all of that. And honestly, it's just truly a blessing um, with my university, you know, originating from a plantation, being a land grant university and being now a university where there's several colleges within and it's so large <laughs> um, to be able to be a recipient of that in my family. It was passed through my family. Not that it wasn't forced. It wasn't. Um, I mean, it was influenced, you know, going to the homecomings. They knew what they were doing, taking me yeah. to the homecomings and having fun. <laughs> but um, so I got that exposure and that experience earlier on. But honestly, it's just a blessing to now be able to to be able to be the representative for the university that my family was, you know, finally being able to be um, pursue a future in education. I love that. So, of course, naturally, I'll have to ask what prompted you to run in the royal court for the position of queen? Okay, so this one is a, is a doozy. It's a little story. So, <laughs> originally, I did not have Miss Prairie View on my charts going into an HBCU. I came from Sugarland, a very diverse environment and community, but it lacked a lot of African-American culture. Mm -hmm. So, that really influenced me heavily to go to an HBCU. Um, and going from a, an environment that wasn't engulfed in African-American culture was very hard to have a support system for me. Um, I had a, I was in leadership positions. I was on the dance team. So I held two leadership positions when I was in high school. However, I didn't have the best support while obtaining that. And I was 14, 15, 16 is when you really need that support system and that advice and guidance. So coming to college was very shy very quiet, didn't speak. Um, I couldn't imagine. I, right. <laughs> I, I just, to me, I'm looking back and I'm like, three years has changed. I'm, I've just evolved. And I mean, that's what college is for, but I never would have thought Miss Purvey was going to be my future. Um, but I went to college. I decided to get involved in organizations. I joined the Bells of Prairie View. And from my first experience with that organization, my advisor actually prompted me and said, Do, you should look into Miss Prairie View. I was a freshman, so I couldn't apply. I, did, I didn't meet the requirements. So I took a good two semesters to think about it. Um, she definitely kept filling me up, reassuring me, um, telling me, you know, you, you're qualified. <laughs> you're like, you just believe it. That's just the last factor is you need to believe it. And um, helped me through that process of getting myself prepared mentally for something that was going to be so life-changing. And 
from that experience, I ended up applying and the rest is history, honestly. So she saw a lot in me and I was able to see what she was seeing in me in due time. And I'm mm -hmm. very grateful for, for her seeing such a positive outlook in my life that I could mm -hmm. do for the university. I love that she saw that light in you. She, The light was always there and it was probably flickering for you, but yes. she, helped, she helped you to illuminate that light. You're so beautiful. I couldn't even you. imagine you three years ago just being a shy young lady. You know, yes. you're so yes. confident and just beautiful. So thank you for that. Thanks. Shout out to her. What's her name? Her name's Miss Brandon. Hey, Miss Brandon. She's a gym. Yes, yes she is. She is. <laughs> So how do you see your role as a college queen contributing to the HBCU community overall? So with our platform, being a queen and having that ability to speak on a lot of things, I am a huge advocate for HBCUs. I think anybody, I believe anybody, people of color um, needs to go to HBCU. You don't feel like you're a number. You have so much support and so much love that you get as soon as you walk on campus. I remember my first experience um, somebody just, I had said something to somebody and he overheard me and was like, I, I don't even know how that even connects to you. And he doesn't even know me. <laughs> right, right, right. So I was like, that type of love right there was just, it made me really think about what I was saying about myself, number one. Mm -hmm. And number two was like, okay, I already have supporters that don't even know who I am. And it's honestly a big family. It's, it's a huge community. So with my role and my position, it's really just advocating for HBCUs. I am biased because PV has been in my family and it's done a tremendous <laughs> amount of work on me. Um, but HBCUs were meant to educate African-Americans and to benefit them and benefit us. So with that, it's I, honestly any HBCU, just pick an HBCU that can allow you to expand and grow because you're going to see yourself transform into somebody that you possibly never could have imagined when you stepped foot as a freshman on campus. I love that. Do you think if you would have gone to a PWI, do you think your confidence would have shot through the roof at, like it has at Prairie View? I don't know. I feel I was very, I wanted to be active on campus. So I really can't say yes or no. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say the journey of it, I had a better personal connection with people to get me to the level that I am. I don't know if I would have gotten that at a PWI. I probably would have had to do a lot more on my work on myself independently mm -hmm. and have to go through that, probably go through with some friends and have the support system with that. But to have advisors and mentors on campus at PV, that helped the process a little bit more easier to, to transition into the me I am now. I love that. In what ways do you connect with and support fellow students at your HBCU? So with my platform being nurturing and navigating through owning your individuality, I've hosted a few events. Um, so one of them was affirmations. I would post on my Miss Prairie View page and just affirmations where I encourage the students to speak it to yourself. Say it in front of a mirror. Say Instead of I am, say your name. You could trick your brain a little bit when you feel a little insecure about certain things to start yeah. believing the things that you feel inadequate in and start to feel that feel filled and restored in those those weak points and um i also had a few events where i had guest speakers come in and they even talked about affirmations and how important it is to make sure the circle that you're around is positive mm -hmm. and um, that they want to be your cheerleaders that they want to see you grow and they're not 
you know, gossiping behind your back when they're when you're not around them. Um, and that is very important in progressing in life is being around a support system that is that is positive and want to see you thrive. What would what advice would you give to someone who really wants to turn to a positive note and they're around what we call haters like they're around negativity all the time and they want to break free from that that group to get into a group like the ones you surround yourself with what would be the advice that you give them to break away say i would honestly my biggest advice is to get in a room by yourself Mm -hmm. turn out close the curtains no music no noise no nothing nobody around you and just sit with your thoughts Think about how you feel. Think about how you would love to be treated. Think about just be more in tune with yourself. And then Mm -hmm. once you get those aligned, jot down in the journal. And then from there, it's apply that to your life. See what you feel needs to get fixed. If you need to boot some people out of your life, do that and don't feel sorry. Don't feel Mm -hmm. apologetic for something that's going to benefit you in the future. In a sense, you have to be selfish. You have to put yourself first. And especially in this era that we're in now as young ladies and young women, mm-hmm. you're you're able and you're oh, it's accepted and okay to put yourself first. Like you are developing yourself into an adult, into an a woman, into a woman. So take that time now when you have it <laughs> yeah. to to benefit yourself, to improve on the things that you need to. And if your group of people aren't supporting you, it's okay to be like, I need to take I need to take time to myself. I need to better benefit myself. So that's what I would say is get by yourself, get a journal, and be with your thoughts. Miss McNeil, let me tell you something. You are light years ahead of the game. <laughs> you know that I mean there's people, I, I'm in my late 30s and I and there's people in my in my age group. I'm a millennial, you're a Gen Zer. Um, but it, it took some time for them to get to that level of understanding of just being by yourself, getting with those thoughts, because sometimes it's hard to break away. And so you're light years ahead of the game and you're such a beautiful mentor and role model. You talked about affirmations. Yes, And um, I just led a goal setting workshop with my students. And we just talked about, you know, speaking those good things over yourself. And so I had them do an exercise where they had to partner up and they had for 60 seconds, just say only good things about themselves to their partner and then mm-hmm. another 60 seconds and, you know, and, and vice versa. And uh, many of them, it, it started off a little rocky because we're not used to speaking nice of ourselves. Exactly. Because we're used to, if you're too confident, and this is an example I gave, if you're too confident, confident it's who does she think she is? Yes. So I told them to go into 24 being okay with who do I think I am? I, I know that I am dot, 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 exclamation point, you know, and you be those things. Uh, I, I, I identify as a Christian. So one of the principles in the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So those affirmations are so real. So you got to speak beauty into your life, happiness, joy. If you think ugly, you are ugly. You think I'm, you're beautiful, you are beautiful. So the mind is so powerful it, and it literally is so cliche, but what you think can can change your outlook in life. So I'm glad that, that you use affirmations to support and help students see their greatest potential, potential like your dance coach saw the potential in you to propel you forward. Yeah. I mean, from the journey of being Miss Prairie, that's honestly what kept me afloat. <laughs> like, I, it might seem weird, but 
it's okay to talk to yourself, you know, like just, just make sure nobody's listening, you know, but get in, the, get in the mirror and just talk to yourself because you are your utmost supporter, your utmost best friend. Nobody else can be closer to you than yourself. And if you can't be a supporter of yourself, then how can somebody else give you that, that reassurance? Mm-hmm. Like you have to feel that within yourself first. And the only way you can do it is talk to yourself, like literally <laughs> engage in a conversation. <laughs> like, how do you feel? Like, okay, this is how I feel. And, it just takes you like monument. Like I, I grew so much in just realizing that it's okay to talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Even if they, if they think you crazy, it's like, listen, I'm having a, I having a, an executive meeting right now <laughs> with me. It's imperative <laughs> for me to get there. Exactly. exactly. Yes, yeah, it's, it's imperative that I have this board meeting right now. <laughs> so, how has being an HBCU queen shaped your personal and professional aspirations? I know you're into computer science, so. How is that shaping you? So going back to the high school shy side of my life, um, I was like, computer science, you know, got to talk to people, thought I was introverted. I was like, this this is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out it's not really something for me. I ended up joining or was a part of a program with NASA. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten late, I had gone to the program or the room late due to finals and stuff, but the only computer that was available was the one at the back by myself. Yeah. And we were working eight to five by myself. I said, I can't. I had to walk around. I had to touch <laughs> grass. I had to, I had to do I could not be by myself. So, Wait a minute. What major was that first? Was that computer science? Computer science, science yes, oh. yes, This was in December. This was in, like last month. Mm-hmm. And that really was a huge reflection. I said, yeah, we're going to have to rethink this. Um, but in high school, I was on an endorsement track and that was law. Mm-hmm. And Honestly, I had a huge insecurity of public speaking. I said, there's no way I can get up in a crowd and talk to people. Like, small groups, yes, but big groups, no. And um, Miss Prairie View took me out of that insecurity. It was really that weakness that I had in strengthening it and building it into something that I felt more comfortable and being um, adequate in, like, just being able to speak to well, first of all, you're speaking to a lot of people, number one, and you have you have public speeches, you have mm-hmm. ga- galas, and you have to speak to alum. Like, you're always on camera. You're always on. So mm-hmm. it really got me to build on that weakness that I had. And now I honestly want to go to law school. So yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I want to combine the two. So it's not yeah. just that I went to school for four years and this degree is um, redundant, but I want to study cyber laws. So mm. that's, that's my plan for after my junior year of college is to get into that. Nia, you my shero. <laughs> I, you know, it is so important for young people, and I can't wait for this episode to air because young people need to know it's okay to pivot. Yes. Because yes. you're in your junior year, so you're like, oh, my God, it would be crazy academic suicide for me to change majors at this you know, juncture right now. Exactly. And you're like, okay, I got to think quick. And I'm so glad you had that experience with computer science because a lot of people you know, I think pick majors based because they think they're introvert or maybe someone told them, you know, you're not good with people, you know, all these things that, you know, bring them down and, and shuffle or funnel them into a career path that they're going to be miserable for 
the older they get, you know, mm-hmm. not to say that you can't change as you're older, but trust me, it's, it's, it's so much easier to do things when you're young. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I love that you have the experience. So with that being said, how important is it for people to intern or job shadow so that they can know this ain't for me? It's very important. I have friends that, I mean, they've had experiences at Ivy Leagues and they came back saying, that's not what I want to do. And I mean, that's a recognition in itself, but the exposure and experience, you can learn so much in a classroom, but until Mm -hmm. you put that into action and seeing, could I envision myself doing this every day at eight to five, or if you can create your own schedule remotely, like, do you see yourself doing this all the time is Mm -hmm. honestly, what can decipher if this is what you're going to see in your future? This is what you're going to want to aspire to be. Um, but definitely internships. I mean, I have one this summer and it's with Wendy, but it's remote. So yeah. I'm an IT specialist. So I get to experience, okay, how would it feel like to work at home? Yeah. And you just, you get, you grasp different observations and different feelings towards certain things. Maybe I want to be in person because I talk too much. I need to talk to somebody, <laughs> you know, like to be by myself. I'm going to have to do work with my friends and say, hey, come over and let me do work. So it's, it teaches you a lot about um, what you like, what you don't like. So it's definitely important to get that exposure in every chance that you get, which my university does such a great job in doing that. The career services, they put you on game. Like, they're ready for you. Like, they have so many opportunities out there um, from luncheons to listening to people speak and just, you know, grasping and being a sponge and absorbing all the knowledge that other people have experienced in the field, in the respective field that you're in, that take your university's opportunities. Don't take it too lightly. Like, literally, if you see it on an email, Check your emails. <laughs> Check that, it. Listen, listen, Nia. I work in higher education, and I want you to say that one more time. What they need to do? They need to check the email. <laughs> check the, their school email, right? Check their school email. Yes, ma'am. Yes, that's what the blessings be. Look, Nia. I need to post that on a on a billboard. Check the school email because there's so many opportunity. I, you know, I sent out an email last summer where students had an opportunity to get free laptops, free Mm. laptop. Mm. When I tell you people came back to school and they're like, are those laptops still like, they didn't check their email till months later. You know what I mean? So Uh that's important. So the, you, you touched on a few things. The importance of, you know, checking out these careers, the importance of using your campus resources, such as career services to help you get internships, to help you get jobs post-graduation, to help you with those resumes. And look, because your tuition and fees pays for that, utilize those services. I think those those offices, that office, Career Services, is such an underused resource on campus. Um, Again, I want to reiterate that you were like, I'm going to finish out computer science, but I'm going to pivot, go to law school and do cyber law. We know that there's so much, so many cyber crimes going on from uh, the chat rooms with uh, pedophilia, older people trying to prey on young children. Yes. Now they have the meta, the metaverse where someone said that they experienced sexual assault in the metaverse. So there's going to be new laws, new precedents coming along, and you're going to be on the cusp of that. You're going to be at the forefront of that with cyber law. Yes. Um, just a quick story. When I, when I was in undergrad, 
I was a nursing major up until junior year. There was some things going on. We won't get into it. Um, but I was able to pivot into health education and administration where I did not, I was able to change majors, but I didn't have to start all over because the classes that I had were just moving me forward. So the young people out there, you can pivot or move forward and, and have a, a plan for grad school. I think mm -hmm. that's the message there. So, so great job, Nia. Um, what would you tell your younger self about your current position? I would say about my current position. This <laughs> This is a product of letting go and letting God. Mm, um, say it one more time. Yeah, this is this is a product of letting go and letting God. You know, we all, I'm also a Christian myself, and, you know, we all think we got this, this life figured out. Um, <laughs> and you get humbled real quick. That, no, you don't. <laughs> no, like, I mean, as a freshman, doubting myself being Miss Prairie View, and I'm a Miss Prairie View as a junior. But, mm -hmm. you know, just that experience, seeing my transformation, it's, it's, um, I'm still speechless. So um, just letting go and letting God and, mm -hmm. and just believe in yourself, you know, that you can tr just trust myself. It's honestly, at the end of the day, it's trust mm -hmm. yourself. Um, for me, I think that was one of my weakest points. Mm -hmm. um, whenever I was given advice and reassurance it was always like what are you why what is not clicking in your head like why why can I see something in you that you can't see in your own self mm -hmm. so it was just really trusting myself and seeing that I am capable and I am able and honestly I think I had just one Miss Prairie View and I felt that I felt God tell me that you're more than able whenever I had these crazy doubts I'll even so my university when it comes to the pageant it's not a popularity vote not that um you know, there's no work put behind the popularity, like the whole pageant experience. But mm -hmm. for me, it was more so like hard work and popularity was 10%. Okay. I was not popular at all. So <laughs> I literally was, it got me out of my shell. I had mm -hmm. to stop. I had to talk. I had to get myself out there in order to, for them to see me as a queen for them. But um, I just remember just doubting myself. I'm like, okay, now I'm here. Like, I know I, I had, I was depending on you through this whole journey, but now I'm here and now I don't know what to do. Like yeah. people are now going to expect a lot from me and I don't think I can give that to them. And mm -hmm. I haven't experienced four, three years of college yet. I've only experienced two. And um, it was just a lot. It was a lot going on. I'm a computer science major. This is heavy work. There's how am I going to be able to balance the two of these things? And I just remember God saying, you're more than able. You're more point than blank. You're more capable. Like it was just silence after that. I was like, I'm gonna stop talking. And I'm gonna just keep driving because I was like, that's right. Else I can keep going back and forth with because you said it. Like you said it, and that's that's it. And I just had to just walk in that truth and knowing that if God was going to give that to me, then it was meant for me. So. That's right. If he'll bring you to it, he'll lead you through it. He's gonna. Yes. Get yes. You're more than able. Hallelujah. <laughs> What advice would you share with someone aspiring to be an HBCU queen? Yes, that one, this advice that I'm about to give carried me through my pageant. Do not look at your competition. Mm. That's going to be so hard, but do not look at your competition. Because when you do that, you're putting energy in somebody else and not yourself. And you think of all these things and they might be struggling. They might put on a smile up front and you over <laughs> here thinking like, man, they're doing real good. Yeah. No, you have to put all that energy in yourself, perfect your craft, perfect what you want to do. Um, and yeah, prioritize yourself. Take care of yourself, though. So I, I understand it's overwhelming. 
whenever mm-hmm. you know you're in that process but find those healthy ways to relieve that stress go on a run journal talk to yourself again do whatever you need to do like find those happy and healthy ways to cope with all that stress because it is a stressful situation but when you get in that process do not compare yourself to anybody everybody is uniquely and wonderfully made and Mm -hmm. you do not need to compare yourself there's that's honestly that's the judge's job is to compare okay Okay. not yours not yours yeah until that day (laughs) of the competition you don't got nothing. That's not part of your job description right now. You know, you need to be worried about yourself and making sure that you're being sold in the way that you want to be sold. Your your reputation. Yeah. Listen, the, the word got stuff for everything. It says comparison is the thief of joy. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it shows. So you said, listen, do not compare yourself to those other queens because you don't know what they went through to get where they got. You don't know what they're doing to stay. Exactly. I'll tell you. And, oh, this has been a joy. We've come to our last question, but I think it's one that you're going to love. What makes your HBCU out stand out as the best HBCU in the land? So my HBCU, it's, it's my family, family lineage now. Um, honestly, <laughs> it is, I feel walking on PV is like a textbook, a history textbook. So our presidents, our principals, you'll walk around, street names are named after them. Mm. Um, you'll find buildings that are named after significant people in our in PV's history. Um, you'll see statues and that had a pivotal moment in African-American culture and African-American history that also applied to PV's history. Um, for me, it just holds so much history and richness. Like. Mm. I remember talking to my grandmother about PV and I had told her about a building and she was like, yeah, that was a library. And I was like, that's the math department. It's completely <laughs> different. The library is down the street. So I was, yeah. it's just, it's amazing to see how PV just grew so much, but PV mm-hmm. holds so much culture, so much richness, so much community. Um, and I can't say other universities since I haven't really been there, but it's just community built. It's it's meant for you to grow and transform and to see the history. It's like you're, you're living it. You're living your history. You you see a street name of the principal or president. Yeah. You know that there's some, there's something that's about to come for you too as well. And that's right. It's like you touch that land. It's just, it's magic. Like magic is happening. Magical soil. Magic. What are there any like unique PV traditions that like students do that is like uniquely you all's. So we point to the hill. Why we point to the hill? So that's like the highest point of, um, like, from the, the campus. Yeah. Okay. And then, so do, you, do you have to like run the hill or anything? Like before you graduate, do you have to like get up there? No, we don't. But one thing that is very significant because it was a plantation, we do have uh, we pay homage to not stepping on the grass. Mm. You just you just don't step on the grass. You'll find it every way. If you see a sidewalk, a curb, you you do your best to not step on the grass. It's just to to give our respects to our ancestors and um, just not even knowing you know where they might be laying at rest. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that. And I want to end something with what uh, Miss Dale, a former uh, Tennessee State 
Queen says she explained that homecoming courts date as far back as the 1920s. And as more students showed up to the campuses of black colleges and universities, the tradition began to increase and gain importance in the African-American culture. Members of courts tend to be elected by their schools in their junior or senior years and installed in positions of leadership to represent the student body. The naming of queen or king it's just the beginning of a year-long duty to the school until the next year comes around. And so, Miss Nia, I just want to let you know that you are really keeping a beautiful tradition going with your spirit, yeah. uh, your leadership, your understanding of this world as the world, uh, as you're growing into this world and what is to come. You're, you're on a, a excellent path. And mm -hmm. I'm so glad to have met you and you are doing the seat of Miss Prairie View A&M University, real justice. You are truly a reigning queen and you are supreme. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed this conversation. Yes, it was, it was beautiful. beautiful. Thank you. So in true today talks fashion, we have what is called our shout out. So who do you want to give a shout out to today? Okay, let me, let me, honestly would love to give a shout out to my hairstylist. <laughs> she did that <laughs> yes made in asia but a-e-j-a -A. okay made in asia <laughs> i love that <laughs> yes she did she always does the, the, her good work on me and i love it <laughs> always so understanding and appreciative of my um just coming there but as well as knowing my busy schedule mm -hmm. that's my girl shout out to asia anybody else you want to give a shout out to <laughs> honestly I, so since yeah, my brother, I give him give him a shout out. So my brother and I also go to PV together. Um, so that was a experience because he's older than me and he transferred to PV. So I always followed in his footsteps mm -hmm. and, and throughout public school. And now was like I got here first, and then now he's here, and it's kind of cool um, because he always <laughs> like he's, he kind of basically what what do I say um made a name for himself and then mm -hmm. I kind of followed in his footsteps like I was right there and that was like I made a name for myself and now he's there so it's kind of cool but um him he's my support system my rock whatever everything was going stressful throughout the pageant semester um and even being Miss Prairie View like mm -hmm. she, he really made sure to keep me on on deck like ready for anything and restoring me if Miss Brandon wasn't available. And then I also want to give a shout out to Miss Proctor. She was my pageant advisor. Oh, since we're getting here. She's my pageant advisor. And then Taverlyn, she's my sister queen, the one that reigned last year. Mm -hmm. Those two have helped me out so much throughout this whole experience. And whew, I'm just, I'm so blessed to have them in my life because I couldn't envision, imagine this experience without them and um, all the kind words and advice that they've given me because they just made me into a stronger woman. And I, there's no, there's not a lot of thank yous. I can't say a lot of enough thank yous for the work that they've done for me. Well, thank you. Well, thank you all, my listeners, my talkers out there for tuning in to another episode of the Tanae Talks podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, share, and subscribe and let them know this is the podcast where you come to laugh and learn the podcast that educates and entertains. I'd like to give one last shout out to HBCU only raising the bar for HBCU celebrations for putting the reigning supreme series, uh, getting that going with us. And I want to give a shout out to you, Miss McNeil, for just representing what it means to be a beautiful black queen. Thanks. All right. <laughs>